During the 2022 Future CFOB Summit series held across Hong Kong, Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, and the Philippines, one topic that stood out as a point of interest for many of the participating senior finance leaders was around the organization's commitment to sustainability goals. But what about the head of technology? According to Gartner, there is an opportunity for the CIO to take a lead role in addressing the demand. Gartner says digital sustainability uses information and technology to enable ESG transparency, automation, accuracy, and traceability. Sustainable technology is a framework to improve ESG. CIOs should lead digital sustainability, amplify sustainable technology, and integrate IT and OT. In this podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Rajesh Nandakumar, Head of Information Technology at Westpac Institutional Bank Asia, for his perspective on how the CIO can spearhead the realization of ESG aspirations. Rajesh, welcome to Podcast for Future CIO. Thank you so much, uh, Alan, for having me in your podcast. This is quite interesting one. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward for our session now. Yeah? So let's talk about ESG. It's been a hot topic, particularly if you have the title of Chief Sustainability Officer or you're the CFO, it seems to be quite hot. But what about the CIO? How is ESG connected to the IT function? What matters most to a CIO is the first thing, if I do my cost allocation, where my budget is being spent, okay, the biggest amount would be going to data center, right? Where my servers are hosted. So now if I don't care about saying how much of electricity these data centers are consuming today, because they themselves contribute to about, you know, a percent of electricity consumption across the globe that you have today. And that number keeps growing up. So for a CIO, the first thing is, hey, where am I spending my cost? And that's why the conversation around cloud hosting or doing an IS or a pass becomes more relevant. And you play an integral role in containing that cost around what you spend on these data centers because with the amount of carbon that it emits or the GHA emissions that they're doing. And if you go back a little upward from a regulatory or a compliance perspective, most of the government have gone back and said, we commit to our net zero carbon footprint 2030. Some have gone aggressive 2030. Some have said, okay, we do it by 2050, like Australia. So it's very important for every CIO to keep a watch on one, how do I manage my estate, which is in compliant, gives a better environment for all of us to survive and the future to be able to live, for our kids to have a better place to live, right? There's only one earth that we have today. So um, we got to play a crucial role in that. And the technology is evolving to make it more efficient, like hyperscale shift that we have seen, you know, with Amazon or Google um, or Facebook. These guys, you know, kind of changed the mindset from having commodity servers to hyperscale servers, means the bare metal servers, which does reduce energy consumption. So you've got to start thinking in those angles, right? You can't go the traditional way of saying, okay, get me hundreds of servers. How do I run it, right? You need to be abreast of how energy efficient you can run your data center. How do you run your institute? That's number one. Number two, you have to play a role in terms of using technology for monitoring and enabling your business using the technology component. Let's say if I have to use IoT from an institutional banking, now we've gone quite aggressive as Westpac, you know, to see how do we support ESG-led projects or programs back in Sydney or in, from an Australia perspective or in New Zealand. It is very important for me to enable my business leaders to say what are the kind of technology components, like having an IoT sensor as a data entry point, or if I have to do a data aggregation, give them, you know, a comfort zone to say, you know, this organization 
organization, while they claim they are ESG compliant, how do I do auditability of the data set? You know, how do I do validation of the data set, right? You are in the center of the game, right? So the CIO can't be in the outer spring or saying, oh, ESG does not influence me because you're very much part of it because one, how do you engage with, you know, managing your infrastructure assets or component, which is ESG compliant? How do you engage with partners who take ESG more seriously and responsibly and they understand what it means, right? There is no called as greenwashing that's happening, right? Not a lip sync exercise. They genuinely mean and they're doing something and you work with only those kind of partners because you get to decide saying with which kind of partner that I want to engage. So and three, how do you enable business in terms of their ESG commitment as a bank back to our regulators or to our shareholders or even back to the country that we live in, right? <laughs> it is very much an integral part for a CIO. To what extent is the CIO accountable for ESG's success or failure? So if you look at some of the guidelines around AIML, there is a policy called as FEET. You have heard of FEET, right? Which mm. is about uh, fairness, ethical, accountability, and transparency. So if you have to apply FEET principle, it may not be just when you're consuming somebody's personal data to churn and provide them a personalized service, even from an ESG perspective. Because if you see, there are two parts to it, right? Sometimes people kind of get confused or muddled between sustainability and what is ESG. Sustainability is in terms of what is the goal we want to achieve. That is the goal that that's being set, like for an SDG goal that is being set, okay, what we want to achieve, saying a carbon net neutral or, you know, reduction in GHG emission, those kind of things, right? Or increasing diversity within an organization. So it covers that gamut. ESG is more about in terms of how do I monitor, you know, how do I control it? And today, everything is a technology driven. Any of your activity that you're doing, there is no way you're going to do it without touching a technology. Everything is very integral part of the technology system. If you're using the word E, technology, CIO becomes, you know, as part of that conversation, as important stakeholder. Um, and he's accountable. The reason why he's accountable, because when I started off, I spoke about data center, which has high consumption from an energy perspective. And then you have this newer technology, which is coming, right? Whether it is from a cryptocurrency, while I, I don't invest on cryptocurrencies, but I like the underlying technology, which is DLT, which is blockchain. The distributed ledger is going to be the future, right? And I had given a talk you know, recently around in one of the forums around metaverse, how metaverse will become relevant. Because once you're trying to combine all these things, okay, these have an aspect of environment or social or how do you govern it that accountability straight away comes in right so when i apply the feed principle on this and see am i accountable or not the answer is definitely yes you're 100 accountable to what you're doing and what you're delivering back to the shareholder in terms of challenges that the cio must face to ensure okay that it is able to make a positive contribution to a successful esg initiative corporate wide what would you say are the top say three challenges that the cio must overcome so number one is uh, knowledge, awareness of what ESG means. I strongly believe it should not be a lip sync exercise. It's about creating the knowledge. And I've had conversations with a few people when I talk about ESG, they've asked me, what does ESG stands for? Even in mm -hmm. today's world, in terms of creating that awareness and knowledge is more important, not just to you, to your team members, and in terms of your partners or, you know, you're working with the business colleagues, creating that awareness is more important. Number two, you know, obviously the governance or the framework around ESG is still evolving. It has not reached a stage of maturity where you could say, yes, I think we have very good governance and, you know, framework. Uh, because whenever there's a compliance policies being rolled out, human beings are used to kind of stick compliant to the regulation, right? Because you're accountable. You've got your license to run your financial institute, um, you know, 
you're accountable back to the regulator, to the organization that you work for and for the shareholders, right? So that way, when it is maturing, you can't just be on the side pathway saying, that, okay, given there is no compliance, you can't turn up and say, sorry, nobody told me that I need to comply with this particular thing. So I didn't do much action, right? So that's the second challenge. You don't need to wait for a regulation to roll out a compliance. There is a lot that you can do from your own spectrum of influence or from your awareness. What are the policies that you can roll out? And we all within an organization construct work very well with KPI, right? Whether it is achieving a business target or doing a cost reduction plans, going and increasing our business footprint. The same thing should be ESG. ESG should be an integral part of every board members and every senior leaders or the GM or the group execs key performance indicator for their bonuses as long mm. as they don't achieve. So I think while many have spoken about it, I think we need to enforce it so it becomes an integral part of the way how you assess either your investment into an organization or the way how you pay out your bonuses to your senior executives and the board member, right? Third is more about walking the talk, right? Publishing dashboards. I strongly believe what you don't measure, what you don't report, it is just spoken in the, in the four walls of boardroom and it's forgotten. So you should be bold enough to present a KPI and you should have the confidence for it to be auditable, right? Like the way we have our financial statements being auditable. You know, every organization should go out to make sure that, yes, I can present the data set because sometimes, you know, capturing these data set becomes quite cumbersome or manual in nature. How do you automate the process of this data capture? How do you automate the process of auditing the same data that you have captured, right? Whether it is regulator or an external auditor or even your internal auditors, right? That's the third part, right? In terms of measure and report and publish it as a scorecard. The standards are not there yet around ESG and perhaps even sustainability. How can CIOs then get ahead of uh, sustainability and ESG initiatives when it's a moving target? If you want to get ahead, because uh, if you look from an SDG perspective, right, there are various subcomponents. So preferable if you can work on every single SDG goals that's been set out by UN, um, or you can prioritize because some of the activities that could be very much, you know, connected to your domain, like I, I'm not running a factory. So in terms of the waste generation that I'm creating as a factory output, okay, may not be a priority thing for me. But, you know, I could be focusing on diversity as a target. You know, how do I I create more inclusive workplace uh, within my organization. These all are very much integral part of, you know, the business that I'm running or the organization that I'm part of. And you can also talk about in terms of the investment that you're making. So you have to pick up the SDG goals that is in the inner circle of influence or spree, very much integral part of your business and say, okay, we are going to go and promote or be the champion in driving these things. And if you look at the way how, since I come from the financial background, if you look at your industry players, right, you can go after other banks and, you know, from a banking association standpoint, agree on a model while the compliance could be maturing. You can look at what your peers are doing, right? Saying where there is not much of a focus is being given, how you can kind of promote that activity. What is that additional, um, you know, my other peers or, you know, other bankers are working on or not working on. That's something that I can pick up and come out with, you know, things like you would not engage with partner who is not taken as ESG seriously. That could be a message that goes out so strongly out there and say, um, I want to look at your ESG scorecard. So if you're doing an outsourcing arrangement or you're getting into a partnership with any of the organization, buying a software or a hardware as part of your assessment checklist while onboarding the vendor, okay, one of the segments should be, can you share with me what is your ESG portfolio? right? What have you done from an ESG perspective? So these things kind of gives you a edge or, you know, a kickstarter while the compliance of the regulation is kind of picking up across the globe. Rajesh, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO.
Thank you for having me in your session, Alan. I think it was quite interesting conversation. I think we shared quite a lot of ideas. This is good. Uh, and I look forward for more of these sessions coming forward. Yeah. That was Rajesh Nandakumar, Head of Information Technology, Westpac Institutional Bank Asia, on how CIOs can lead the realization of ESG aspirations. You are listening in the podcast for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.